Uh, good talk. Today's daf is daf nun ches, page 58. We're going to go back to the bottom of nun zayin, 57b at the two dots, about eight lines from the bottom of the daf. Here we go. As we said, if an animal falls from one domain into somebody else's property and gets benefit from the garden below, we'll call it the tomatoes, it turned it into ketchup. So you now need to, the owner of the animal needs to pay for the benefit. Omar Rav, Rav explains. Rav says, b'nechbeta. Okay. Nechbeta means that how did it benefit from the tomatoes? By the tomatoes cushioning the fall. Not that it benefited from it per se with eating it, it benefited by it being cushioned by the tomatoes. Aval achla says Gemara. Okay, fine. If that's the case, but what would happen if the animal falls into the garden and then goes and eats it? Afilu Does that mean that you don't pay anything? Like, what would be the halacha? Says the Gemara. If that would be true, Let's say Rav is consistent with his own reasoning. Remember earlier we said that if. In, uh, if an animal uh, gets injured, gets damaged by eating food, the owner of the food could say to the owner of the animal, listen, your animal shouldn't have eaten. And therefore, in our case as well, we'll say the owner of the animal will not be responsible for, um, for eating the produce that it, that it fell on. Why? Because you see that if an animal chooses to eat, we don't put the onus on the owner. We put the onus on the animal, not the onus. If you don't put the onus on the owner, so he's not going to be responsible. Sigmar says, no, 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 no. Relax. Again, this whole thing is based off of assumptions. What's the assumption? The assumption is that once Rob says that you, you pay for benefit when it falls, it, would, it implies if it eats, you pay nothing. Says Sigmar, wrong. I mean, they said, hachi hashta. One second. Where does Rob say that we don't put the onus on the owner? That's when the animal got hurt by eating the food. The Matsi Amarle, Lamare de Peri, because the owner of the fruit could say, Listen, I'm not paying I'm not paying you because your animal shouldn't have eaten. But Lazuke hi But if your animal goes and eats in other people's fields, is this a claim that the owner of the animal could say, Oh, what do you mean? My animal shouldn't have eaten. It's not my responsibility. No, we only give that claim to somebody whose food harmed the animal. But the owner of the animal doesn't have that claim. Right? Sometimes the claim is a one-way claim. It's not a two-way claim. Not necessarily uh, both. The petir of the shalomay. To potter the owner from paying, the owner of the animal from paying. Mi Omar, will you ever say such a thing? And therefore says the Gemara wrong. That's not what Rav means. El, or rather, let me explain what Rav means. Stop at today's daf. Let me buy Gemara. Rab is giving a let me buy, let me buy, oh, let me tell you something. If the animal ate the fruit, Mishalemis Mashanenis, certainly a pace for benefit. But I'll let you know something. Even if the animal was merely cushioned by the tomatoes, I would have said that the owner of the animal does not need to pay. Even for the tomatoes, even for the benefit. You know why? It's very interesting, halacha. It's, it's a yusite, this foundational idea when it comes to Jews' responsibilities to each other. And that is that if I see your property being damaged, I'm responsible to use my property to save you. Okay? If I see a lion coming to your field to tear apart your animals or to eat your produce, I'm responsible to, to chase it away. 
That's it. That's my that's my achrayis as another yid. So I would say like this. I would say that when the animal falls on top of the tomatoes and the tomatoes cushion the fall, maybe the owner of the animal doesn't need to pay for the tomatoes at all because he could look at the owner of the tomatoes, the owner of the garden, and say, Mavriya Hari. The same way you're responsible to, to save my, uh, my property, so this is how you save my property, with tomatoes, with, by, by my animal crushing your tomatoes. Umashanenes namilam misham, I shouldn't even have to pay you for the benefit, kamashvalan. Therefore, Rav lets us know that in such a case, you still do need to pay for a benefit. Vey Mahakanami says, but why? You just gave me a good reason why, by Mavriachari, I'm responsible to do that. So why can't the owner of the animal say to the owner of the tomatoes, you're responsible to save my animal. I shouldn't pay you anything. Taka. Says Gemara, Taka, maybe, you, maybe you, you shouldn't have to pay. Says Gemara, no, I'll explain to you enough. Kameen, I'll tell you the difference. When I chase away a lion from my friend's field, me this is with my das. Okay. Which means you're removing your own rights because you, you saw the lion and you went and ch- chased it away. Over here, though, by the garden, the owner had no choice. Your animal fell on top of my tomatoes. It wasn't like my das was involved. You should know also when you chase somebody away from uh, a lion away from a friend's field, scaring away the lion doesn't, doesn't have to cost you money. Over here it does cost me money. And maybe the halacha would be that even though it's a mitzvah to protect somebody else's property, it doesn't, have to, you know, it doesn't mean I have to take a financial loss on it. Over here too, we're, um, is going to uh, have to pay for the benefit. Okay, that's the bottom line. It says the Gemara like this. Let's clarify what happened. We gave a case of our Mishnah. The animal fell into the other guy's garden and the tomatoes cushioned him. You pay for benefit. How did the animal fall into the garden? Rav Kahana said that it slipped on its on its meiraglaim. It slipped on its, uh, on its urine. Okay. Now, why is this the case that it slipped on its own urine? Rashi says this is just giving an example of something that is uncommon. Meaning, pause for a minute, double click on this. Let's say the animal would slip on something which was normal. Then you would have, and then it falls into your friend's field and, and damages his tomatoes. You should have to pay full damages because it's something you could have expected. Where do we say you only pay for benefit? When it's unexpected. It's right, it urinated and slipped on its own here. Okay. Because I guess generally the they don't go into it exactly. They know to stay away from it. That's how Rashi explains. Rav Amar Rav says what happened was you have two animals walking side by side, and another animal gives it a little uh, jab, and he, he goes falling. The one who says that another animal gave it a little uh, push. Certainly, you're not going to have to pay for full damages when it slipped on its own urine. Apparently, that's a bigger inus. The one who says that that uh, it slipped on its uh, urine, which is mamish, apparently, like Matas bringing up, mamish and inus, very unexpected. But let's say it's walking with another animal. Animals banging into each other, and therefore, I would say. Um, uh, maybe there's an element of negligence for letting them be so close together when there's a garden excuse me when there's a garden right next to it and that cause damage I say you have to pay for full damages because you could have said that let them walk one at a time and that taka would be the halacha according to that opinion meaning according to the opinion that says that you're, you pay for benefit by the meraglayim would actually hold that if it was less of an accident uh, in other cases, you would actually pay full damages.
Okay. Amar of Kahana. Rav Kahana says, This that the owner of the animal pays for the benefit is referring to benefit from the, we'll call it, the aruga literally means a row, but it's the, the area of land that a mamish fell on. Let's say the animal falls down on, a, on tomatoes. And then afterwards, it's like, hey, I got some tomato in my mouth. That was pretty good. And it stands up and it starts walking from row to row, uh, eating, uh, you know, having a tomato party. The other part, you're going to pay mamish for, for what you, you pay for the whole damage. You don't just pay for the benefit. Even if the animal goes afterwards from row to row, and it sits there the entire day, you only pay for benefit and not direct damages until, unless it left and came back in. Now, what does it mean? Doesn't mean that the owner of the animal knew that it left and the owner of the animal knew that it came back. Once the animal left this, this uh, a tomato patch with the owner's knowledge, if it goes back without the owner's knowledge, the owner still has to pay full. Only the first time on what it, when it fell randomly, you pay benefit. But at once, once it leaves and you knew it left, even if it goes back in without your knowledge, you got to pay full. Why? My timer. What's the reason? The Amar Because the owner of the tomato patch could say, Kivan de Yalfa. You know what Yalfa means? Learned. Since it's learned, since it's learned, what do you mean it's learned? Your animal came into my tomato patch and enjoyed my tomatoes. Guess where it's going for supper? Back to my tomato patch. Since it knows I got good food, keep on the alpha, call Amos de Mishtama, every time it gets hungry and wants to run away, it's going to come to me. And therefore, it, it's, you, you should have expected it's coming back to my tomato patch. And every time it does, it's considered a, even if you try to stop it, it's still considered your responsibility. Okay. Yarda Kedarka. The mission then said, what if the, that's when the animal fell into the garden, you pay for a benefit. What if the animal pushed it? Walk down into the garden. Hi ho, hi ho, here I am, here we go. I love tomatoes. Vehezeka, and it damages, you pay direct for the damage. It's not just benefit. searching for information. What happens if the animal walks normally into the garden and instead of damaging the fruits by it, cushioning it or eating it, it actually went into labor and gave birth and damaged the tomatoes by its water breaking and, uh, and giving birth. Okay. Now, let's get into this shyly. You ready? So a pregnant cow walks into a garden and starts giving birth and ruining the tomatoes. says that if it starts out with negligence, this is negligence because the animal walked down and that's on the owner to stop it. But it ended up being an inus because I've never seen it go into labor. If you hold chayev, laisi bailach, I surely know that the owner of the animal is responsible. Kisi bailach, where do we have a shayla? Where's there a question over here? According to the pit who says that when you start ba'inus, when you start b'shiyah v'sayf ba'inus, and the way is your pater, my, what would be the Allah here? Me, I mean, do we say, since it ended off walking down, which is the negligence of the owner of the animal, and it ended up with the ayinus that it went into labor, pater, the same way you usually say it, or perhaps here it's different, why? 
Hocha, over here, Kula Bipshiahi. The whole thing is a pshia. We consider the whole thing a negligence. The kivan, the kachazi, the kriva, the melad. You see this babe, this cow is, you gave it an ultrasound. It's pretty close to going into labor. You should have been more careful, top of Omen Begaba, and made sure that it didn't go nowhere. Take Tishbi it's It's a good question. We don't know the answer. Okay, back to the Mishnah. The Mishnah says if you if the animal walked down normally, you pay for direct damages. And the Mishnah says, how do you pay for direct damages? Kaitzad Mishlamis Masha How do you do that? Okay. So the Gemara explained that um, you're going to pay the difference in price of a base saw. How much a base saw was worth before, how much a base saw is worth afterwards. That it it uh, destroyed in another field. Which means you evaluate the damage for a bigger field. It's not true. We really learn out one thing at a time from a pasuk, and this Rebbeir Besteacher is learned out to teach me that Shein and Regal does not pay in a Rishus Harabim. Says Gemara, "Im Kain, if it only be teach me that Alacha Lechtei Brachman Rebbeir Besteachaveiroi." It should have said, and it damaged in his friend's field. Inami Steacher, or it should say Sedeacher, my Besteacher. What does it mean in somebody else's field? Shomen Agav Steacher. It means not only do you evaluate. The, the damage that did in a friend's field, but also you evaluate it on another field. Maybe this is talk what the whole post is coming to teach me. And how do I know Shem Varegel is part of Shusha Rabbim? If it would if it would not be teaching me anything about Shem Varegel, it could have just said you pay for the best. Therefore, we learn out both. Period. Enter that Gemara. Okay, here we go. Ready? Brand new topic, brand new Gemara. All right. Your animal walks into my tomato patch, eats from it in a normal way, eats from it. You're going to pay damages. Not benefit, damages. How do we evaluate damages? Says the Mishnah, you see what a Besa was worth before, and you see what a Besa is worth afterwards. Okay. Says the Gemara, Hechi Shaminon, please explain this process of evaluation. Okay. Amar Rabbi Yaisi Barchanina. Rabbi Yaisi Barchanina says, he says, let me, give, let me give you the measurements over here. Sa'a Bishishim Sa'in. You evaluate how much one Beisa is worth Bishishim Sa'im in 60 Beisas. Okay? So he says like this. He says you make two separate cheshbainas, two separate calculations. Um, first, you find the new value of that specific beso, and then you say if the beso was sold for this specific price, how much would we discount if it was sold even uh, uh, amongst a, a larger size? Because we know if you sell one house, it could be worth something. If you sell sixty homes. Each home is going to cost less. So that is Rabbi Yaisi Rabbi Chanin. Rabbi Tarkav B'Shishim Tarkav. You evaluate a Tarkav, which is a half of a Besa, in 60 Tarkav. So a Besa in 60 Besa 
or a half a tarkav, a half of Esau in in uh, sixty tarkav is going to be basically half to thirty. Okay, half to thirty. Basically, that's a challenging. Chizki uh, says kalach b'shishim kalachim. It's like a stock and how much it would be worth within sixty stocks. Basically, that's a challenging question. Achol kav kabayim if an animal ate a, a kav or two kavs. We're just selling a bulk. Yeah. Yeah, but you already look at the previously discounted price of um, minus the damage and then how much you'd sell for in bulk. Right, in bulk. Achal kav kabayim, if an animal eats one kav or two kav, you don't say that you pay the direct value of these uh, stocks. View it as if it's like a small patch. And then we evaluate it. Maybe it means you evaluate it by itself. It means you evaluate it <coughs> in 60 times that amount. Okay. Here we go. The rabbis learn so should we. Ready? A little less than halfway down on Nurcha Samabes. The rabbis learn so should we. You don't evaluate a kav because it benefits him. Who? I have no clue. Doesn't say. You don't evaluate a kav because it benefits him. But like base core, and you don't evaluate a base core, because it's bad for him. Says the Gemara, Micah Amar, what is you talking about? Amar of Papa. Papa says, let me explain. Hachi Gamar, what we mean is as follows. Ain shaman kav, shishun kav, you don't evaluate a kav in 60 kav. That profits the damager. Because now, since you're evaluating it in bulk, He's paying less. Okay? But like Kor Bashishim Kurim, we also don't uh, uh, evaluate a core in 60 core, Mepnei Shepaygem Mazik, because that's going to cause a Pagam, that's going to be a detriment to the amount that the damager has to pay. Okay? So we want to be fair over here. Want to be fair. Be too big of a, uh, you know, too big of a. Uh, uh, deduction. What do you mean you don't evaluate a base core? Say you don't evaluate a core. What's shot in the base core? Rather, what you do is keep it in Shishim. Bottom line is, says the Gemara, when you evaluate direct damages, you're going to do it in bulk of 60 times the amount. Okay, here we go. Story time. Ready? The Gemara is now going to bring down a Misa and get into how the Halacha uh, applies practically. Zog the Gemara. Hahu Gavra. There was a fellow. Dikotz Kashba Mechavre. Who chopped down his friend's tree. George Washington. Yeah. Did George Washington chop down his father's cherry tree? I don't know. Also, come the Reish Kalusa. The guy who chopped, chopped down the tree came in front of the Reish Kalusa. The Reish Kalusa was the person who, uh, you know, ran the financial matters of Klal Yisrael. In Amar Leh, he said, Let me explain. He says, I saw the tree. I saw the tree. Utlosa Tulsa Bekina Habekaimi. And there were three palm trees standing together. I, um, I chopped down one. All three trees together were worth a hundred zuz. 
which means each tree is valued at 33 point three. 33.33 and a certain point four, right? So go pay that amount. Omar. The guy said, I don't understand. Why do I gotta deal with a Raj Galusa who paskins like the Persian rules? He says, that's not the Torah view. He came in front of Rav Nachman. He said, I'm getting out of this Reish Kalusa court. I'm going to a real rabbi. So he comes to Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman said, you're right. <laughs> you don't pay the full 33.3. Rather, Bishishim. You look at that tree as if it was amongst 60 trees. Okay? So, you take a land with 60 trees. Pretend that this tree was cut out as one, cut down as one of the 60, and then you pay for the value of that tree. Amrli Rava, Rava says, when they say this when it comes to damaging financial matters, does it apply when your, your property damages? That same thing holds true when somebody directly damages? Says Rava, incredible. He says, this whole idea of whenever you damage somebody, you view it in bulk. You view it as one in 60. It's only true if my property damages. So if my animal damages, <clears throat> then we'll be lenient on the damager. But if I directly damage, if I chop down the cherry tree, he says, says Rava, where do you find the source that you pay one in 60? Maybe you should pay more. Right? When your property damages, we can be lenient. But maybe when you directly damage, who says? Amalei Abayi Rava. So Abayi said to his beloved cousin Rava, why would you think that when you damage with your body, it should be any different? Is it because the Tanya, because the following Brisa? If somebody chops down his friend's trees while they're smother. Smother means they're just starting to bloom. You look at that, whatever damage was done, how much it was worth prior to the destruction. How much is worth afterwards? Now, you don't look at what it's going to happen. You look at the current value of the time that you damage. Even though it started growing, you'd be like, oh, it would have ended up being more. Okay, that's fine, but I don't got to pay you for that. I only got to pay for what happened right now. It doesn't say shishim. So maybe Rava, this is where you're coming from by saying... That when humans damage, you don't do it in Shishim. But we, we said similar when your property damages. If somebody chops down a young tree, those who made the decrees in Yerushalayim would say, if you pay two, call it 200 bucks for a baby tree, and 400 bucks for a two-year-old tree. Now, not amongst anything else, you're going to pay directly. you got a young tree with a long future ahead of it. A lot of, lot of uh, what's the word they use for kids? My mother passed away. I failed this word a lot on my credit cards. On my, on my report cards, not my credit cards. My report cards. Potential, that's the word. Potential. That's how you know that uh, you haven't done anything. When your teacher tells you you have potential. Um, so, the, uh, because the potential, she looked at the tree... Yeah, potential is a good thing, guys. And uh, <laughs> a young one is 200, ends up being 400. Achla is underneath all my... I have my report cards, right? It says, if Anachim would work a little harder, 
he absolutely would succeed because he has a lot of potential. That was their way of writing that they're not happy. But at least it's a nice way to write it, right? We're all the same We're all the same boat. We're all the same boat. If let's say the, um, the animal ate chazis, chazis is uh, young grain, basically the aimer, we take by, you, you evaluate it by what's left in the field, how much it was worth before and afterwards. You look at the entirety of the patch of that piece of land to see how much it was worth before and how much it's worth, uh, and how much it's worth after. Ochlos Madar. Yeah, let's just learn this last uh, case and then we'll hold it here. Ochlos Madar, top of Daf Nuntas. If let's say the animal ate young grapes, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua says, You're going to have to pay for fully ripe grapes because it's your fault that it never fully ripened. You look at the overall damage, how much it was worth before and how much it's worth afterwards. Which means according to the Chachamim, you don't look at the grapes by themselves, but you look at it as part of the land. While the Tanakama will disagree, and he says you hold it by the, you look at the grapes themselves. Okay, we'll hold it here, and Bezem tomorrow we'll go back to the uh, to the first case. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Have a nine thirty a.m. tomorrow morning. Adit